It was an organisation that came in to combat racial oppression, to combat police brutality, to combat injustices in the courts against black people, to combat discrimination at the place of work, to combat the miseducation of black youths and black young people. We also realised that we needed to live in the same world as white people, and that if we wanted to make some changes, we had to win the support of the progressive section of the white population. We published a newspaper which we'd sell on the streets. I used to do that myself. Every Saturday morning I had to go to Brixton Market, Croydon Market, Ballam Market, wherever. We'd organise campaigns around specific incidents where there were racial injustices involving the police. We had educational classes for the youth section where we studied black history, politics, culture. And as a matter of fact, it was through my involvement with the British Black Panther movement, I discovered black literature. A book called The Souls of Black Folk. And I really got inspired to write poetry. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the importance of community mobilisation in relation to making positive and impactful change to the way black and brown people are treated in society. We'll focus on some key community figures and movements as a celebration of their efforts and to inspire us all to find different ways to come together and work to make positive change in our environment. Many of the issues black Britons have campaigned to change tell us a lot about the laws and rules in mainstream society, who they favour and who may not be equally supported and protected. As we learn more about the huge efforts of key figures and groups, we may feel shocked, frustrated, angry or even confused at the injustices people have faced. That's okay. Those thoughts and feelings are exactly what brought people together in the first place. And when these feelings are used responsibly, they can make huge, huge changes. First, two terms that are key to this podcast. They might seem obvious, but they're important to understand. Community. A community can be a group, big or small, of people living in the same place or having a characteristic in common. An example of this could be your local area, where you live, including your neighbours and local businesses. Or you might be part of a community related to your interests, sports, music, comic books. Communities are important because they create a sense of belonging. They make us feel supported and they can be a place to share. The black community exists in different sizes in different parts of the UK and makes up 13% of the population, a total of around 992,000 people. It's important to remember that a community does not mean we all think, act, speak or look the same. Communities are diverse and it's by bringing the unique aspects of ourselves together and being equipped with empathy and shared experiences that we mobilise. Which brings us on to the second key term, Mobilisation. Mobilisation is having organisational structure to achieve a goal. This is when a community or group come together to identify their resources, priorities and needs and work towards solutions that promote better representation, accountability and peaceful change. 
When we are mobilised as a group, we have the ability through strength in numbers to apply pressure to make changes. This pressure can be positive and constructive when we communicate with one another, have empathy and work together towards mutual goals. With all this in mind, why do you think community and mobilisation is important to black British history as well as the lives of black people today? Let's look at some examples. Earlier we mentioned Linton Kwesi Johnson, who was a member of the British Black Panthers. Inspired by the US Black Panther Party, the British Black Panthers began thanks to Nigerian playwright Obi Egbuna in 1968. In Britain, people of Caribbean, African or South Asian descent, who were mainly immigrants from former British colonies, were considered to be black. The tripling of Britain's black population from 300,000 to 1 million over three years between 1961 to 1964 led to increased racial and class tensions, especially within London's Afro-Caribbean community. These tensions led to more police repression and the creation of the British Black Panthers. Under Egbuna, the British Black Panthers fought against police brutality until the police attempted to destroy the group by arresting Egbuna and others on false charges of threatening police. They were found guilty and it was by 1970 that Trinidad-born Althea Jones became the new leader. During this time, the British Black Panthers focused on community organisation targeting racial discrimination in jobs, housing, education, medical and legal services. The British Black Panthers included many extremely strong women who were key to the organisation. As well as Althea, there was Liz Obie, Beverly Bryan, Leila Hassan Howe and Olive Morris, who you may have come across in one of our recent animations. Achievements of the group include the creation of a youth league, creation of a freedom newspaper and organising a 10,000 strong protest against the 1971 Immigration Bill that aimed to reduce the amount of black people coming into the UK. Another group that the British Black Panthers supported were those known as the Mangrove Nine. The Mangrove was a Caribbean restaurant and meeting place for the black community in Notting Hill. It was a space that brought together activists, intellectuals, but often harassed and raided by the police on false drug charges. In response, a protest was organised on the 9th of August 1970, where 150 people marched to the local police station. Violence started by the police led to a series of protesters being arrested under the Race Relations Act and were accused of organising a riot. A group of nine protesters were put on trial, lasting 55 days, and involved the Mangrove Nine challenging the unfair legal system put against them. Their courage and determination resulted in the most serious charges against them being dropped, and became the first trial that acknowledged racially motivated behaviour by the police. Let's consider some recent events that have widely affected the black community, young and old, and the ways in which people mobilised against unlawful actions 
by first looking at the Windrush scandal. The Windrush generation are Caribbean migrants and descendants of those who arrived in the UK between 1948 and 1971, aboard a ship called Empire Windrush. Commonwealth citizens were invited to the UK to help rebuild the country after World War II. Travel documents differed hugely to what we're used to today. These passengers had landing cards, more similar to a ticket than a passport, that allowed them entry. The 1971 Immigration Act gave all Commonwealth citizens already in the UK the right to remain indefinitely. However, the Home Office failed to keep record of those granted this right. Conveniently, the landing cards of Windrush migrants were destroyed by the Home Office in 2010, four years before the Immigration Act of 2014 was introduced that allowed for the deportation of people unlawfully in the UK. If these landing cards were not destroyed, they would have been valid evidence to prove people's right to remain in the UK. Without them, over 40 years after lawfully entering the country, those who came during Windrush were now considered illegal immigrants. Largely retirement-age citizens who have lived, made families, contributed to and paid taxes in the UK for decades, many who have spent most of their lives in the UK more so than in the Caribbean. Some of these citizens, due to this situation, have been detained, made homeless, sacked, denied benefits and denied NHS treatment because they've struggled to prove their right to remain in the UK. The scandal became widespread knowledge in March 2018. By this time, at least 83 people were wrongly deported. The government's unjust treatment resulted in national mobilisation of the black British community and engaged the wider public. By bringing the scandal to the forefront of conversation with protests, news investigations, letters and mass organisation with the support of Caribbean diplomats and MPs, intense pressure was put on the government to address the issue. A petition against the deportation of the Windrush generation gathered more than 140,000 signatures in just two days. The Labour MP David Lammy gave a speech in the House of Commons on two separate occasions calling for a national day of shame which gathered huge media attention. Following this, 140 MPs signed a letter to the Prime Minister calling for this urgent crisis to be properly handled. A month later, the Home Office Secretary quit her position after admitting she'd falsely denied knowing the Home Office's plans to forcefully remove increasing numbers of people from the UK. June 22nd has since become known as Windrush Day, where the Windrush generation and their descendants are celebrated for their efforts within British society. But community mobilisation continues. On the 20th of April 2019, around 800 people gathered in Windrush Square in Brixton as organised by the group Stand Up to Racism. A Windrush compensation scheme has also been set up to help victims of the scandal cover losses they've suffered due to the situation. 
Group organisation and applying pressure continues through organised groups and across social media to help stop the illegal deportation of people from the UK. There are many ways that groups mobilise and apply pressure to unresolved issues. After the New Cross fire, also known as the New Cross Massacre in 1981, in which members of the racist group the National Front killed 13 young black people at a birthday party, the black community protested the police's lack of investigation. This community mobilisation resulted in the charge being changed from an arson attack to acknowledging the racist intention. Since the tragedy at Grenfell in 2017, members of the community undertake a silent walk on the 14th of every month in solidarity with the victims and to show the fight for justice continues. During the youth climate strike, schoolchildren took time off school and created banners and posters to demand more care for the environment. People have created mutual aid groups since the coronavirus, which offer help with shopping, medication, housing, and issues that affect the vulnerable people in our communities. Benjamin Zephaniah, Linton Kwesi Johnson, Una Marson, Emma Dabiri, and other poets and writers use their talents to mobilise and give voice to the black community. Artists and musicians like Dave and Stormzy mobilise people and support the black community through their lyrics, performances and by starting initiatives like the Stormzy Scholarship, offering financial support to young black people attending Cambridge University and Murky Books, publishing the work of young writers who may often go unheard. Community organisation can and should be creative and reflective of your experiences. Think about issues that are important to your community. How do these issues make you feel? How do you think you could use your skills to mobilise people? Create a poster or write a poem that could bring awareness to this issue and encourage others to mobilise. How would you like to bring people together to make change?